0: Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. (laughs) Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Whitley. I write comics, books, podcasts, screenplays, etc. And on each episode, we're going to be talking about a piece of work from the horror genre, be it movies, TV shows, podcasts, games, books, comics, poetry, music, fine art. If it's scary, we're into it. The one catch that whatever this piece of art is, we're going to evaluate it through a progressive lens. So we're going to be talking about feminism and horror, race and horror, LGBT rep and horror, physical and mental disability and horror, We recognize horror as a genre that never agreed to this podcast, but my favorite thing about horror movies is being surprised, and there's nothing more surprising than a horror movie that has something important to say, in between the screams, of course. Talking about horror only seems appropriate in this time, where for so many of us, we're queuing up the horror and screaming just to keep from crying. So tonight, we're going to be talking about the 2009 movie Jennifer's Body, and with me tonight, our fellow comic book writer Ben Kahn, whose work you might have seen in Heavenly Blues, Griffin, or the upcoming Renegade Rule. Also with us is psych professor, comics psychology consultant, and one half of the Gotham Outsiders a Batman Book Club podcast, Chris Siri, Cross out, Ben. Cross out, Chris.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're crossing. Go, but you can't cross the streams.
2: <laughs> That's no. a different movie it's It is, whole... but
1: I'm proud that I made it less than about five sentences before I made a Ghostbusters <laughs> reference
2: There Kyle, are no ghosts say, in this
1: is one is <laughs> the right word No, I guess Jennifer wouldn't count No, there's really no metric by which Jennifer would count as a ghost No, no
0: The only ghost in this is the ghost of 2000's
1: emo <laughs> oh, and, and what a ghost it is <laughs>
2: And the ghost of Adam Brody's career Sorry, Adam Brody Oh, no He's I love so, him. He's he's and he's
1: so good in this movie.
2: Why isn't he in more? I I don't understand. He just went away pretty much. I think uh,
0: maybe just everybody hates him after this movie. He just <laughs> I
1: get. He got to be in Shazam. That was cool. That he was cool in, when he Shazam. Showed up in Shazam.
2: He was in Shazam. And he was in Ready or Not, but hardly anything else. He is yeah, like, I
1: mean, and I and I mentioned this when we were before filming, but like again, like it's a list I now have and it's Army Hammer and Sorry to Bother You and Adam Brody and Jennifer's Body of actors who really only have one scene to be villains and put in an all-time iconic
2: villain performance. I agree. He's amazing. I, I, feel, I feel like, like it's that's kind of other... across
0: the board. Like, there's a lot of like great people involved in this movie who haven't oh, done yeah. a ton of stuff since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, like
1: Megan Fox is. I mean, I, her career. Yeah. I mean, not that her career hasn't continued, but just Megan Fox is so good in this movie.
2: we owe an apology as a society to megan fox she is so much better than anyone ever treated her as and i think this movie proves it
0: yeah there's there's one very distinct note in my notes here that says megan fox is good actually
3: she is is. yeah i I think
0: everybody in this is good like i I love megan fox in this amanda seyfried is great in this adam brody is great in this
1: Uh, i know chris especially you have you have a caveat on everyone is good in this
2: I, I have a caveat that everyone is good at this.
1: I, it's a pretty weird, I mean, there's a pretty clear weak link in the, in the main <laughs> cast i think it's fair to say
2: oh you mean what's his face
1: we, i'm talking about what's his face
2: what's oh, his hey. face is not a bad actor i really don't know his name i'm not even making fun of him i don't no, know i don't that know know no, we we're talking about chip and he sucks and i hate him with my entire <laughs> passion and but i have a theory that you can't be a horror movie boyfriend if you don't suck i think that's just a rule
0: you have to be willing to at least passively gaslight your girlfriend at some point.
1: <laughs> I feel um, like there's, I feel like there's some good horror husbands, but not boyfriends.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Like, like Winston Duke and Us. That's a good horror yeah. husband.
2: That's true. And you know, technically, uh, I um uh, I don't remember the main character's name of uh, Get Out, but he he is a good boyfriend. It's not his fault. His girlfriend is psychotic.
1: Honestly, that's a whole, di- I know we're talking about Jefferson's body, but that's a whole dimension to get out that I never really thought of is the rarity of a horror movie with a male main character.
2: That yeah. is rare. Uh, meanwhile, this movie, let's just eat yes. the men. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's do some uh, quick talking about what this movie is. It, like I said, it's uh, 2009. It's directed by uh, Karen Kasama who people who have watched horror movies since then will know also directed The Invitation, which is a very different horror movie. It's written by Diablo Cody, who people probably know best for Juno. Starring Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Adam Brody. First of all, before we get into like discussing the plot, what trigger warnings do we want to give about what's in this movie? Because <laughs> there definitely are some.
2: I mean, there's everything, right? There's all there's, possible ones.
1: Yeah, there's other like... Uh, kidnapping, implied um, sexual assault, like, uh, uh, violence. Cannibalism. Yeah, some, uh, yeah, cannibalism. Yeah, certainly Um,
0: violence toward women. Uh, gaslighting. Yeah. uh, Lots of blood, guts. Um, If if watching just unnecessarily long scenes of teenage sex really bothers you like it does me, (laughs) that's, that was the, that was maybe the most uncomfortable section of this for me. Yeah. And then there's, there is, uh, in the dialogue, there is some, some light homophobia, which is uh, unfortunate considering where the rest of this movie kind of sits on that repeated use it's, of like the R word as an insult. That one is oh, the big one. Yeah, that yeah. stood
2: out hard, didn't that it? One, I was,
0: that one is like like when you watch 80s horror movies and they're just throwing the F word around all the time. Like, yeah. And also, there's just like gay insults the whole time That that is like the r word is that for 2000s
1: well i feel like with the homophobic terms there's like a possible argument to be made of almost like a sense of reclaiming which is how inherently queer the whole movie is with the yeah. r word there's it's indefin- no. Yeah. like the, no there's no context or way of defending it yeah like, it definitely contextualizing it
2: it shocked me. I forgot that we did that so casually in the 2000s. Uh, that one like yeah. wha- knocked me on my ass a little bit there.
0: Yeah, I think there's some argument that uh, the people saying it are maybe not particularly good and sensitive people in the first place, but still no. like it pops in there a few times in ways that like we, we could easily find some, some
1: also, better words to go there. Chris Pratt is in this movie for like 45 seconds.
2: in this movie as a cop. I screamed. I had to, I
1: had to immediately pause this movie and be like when in Chris Pratt's career is the, like did he do this movie it to he did this movie between seasons 1 and 2 of Parks and Recreation
2: <laughs> Was there yeah. was there supposed to be a scene where he died because I was I waiting don't know.
0: for it I, he doesn't ever come back ass- in the movie. I assumed
2: like- he died in the fire,
1: but then there's a scene later on implying like that he's alive. This is one of those weird, like pre-famous roles when like stars show up and like w- right before they got big, and like <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, George Clooney's the
2: waiter? What the fuck? <laughs> I was waiting for the. You know, cathartic response of seeing Chris Pratt as a cop get eaten by a woman. I was oh, like, "Yes, I'm a queer woman. Great. Please give it to me." And then he lives through the whole movie. This is not fair.
1: We were robbed. I we were guess, robbed. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we guess
2: was... we don't know actually. He might not have.
0: Would have much rather seen him <laughs> get was... eaten in that flashback eating scene where, like, oh. a character we already thought was dead just comes back to to get one last switch chicken. Like...
1: I would <laughs> think I was surprised. I. I'm kind of along with the ride of Jennifer's like demonic possession rampage. I was surprised by how that it wasn't about her going after like objectively terrible men and like just giving us like almost like catharsis gore.
2: Yeah, I was surprised by that too. They seemed fine. Like the ones she killed were fine. To me,
1: what I was thinking about before was just like, I think this movie and just from a writing standpoint, like I was kind of blown away by how good, but just how masterfully Diablo Cody balanced these two, I feel like the movie's ultimately spinning two plates and it would be, Mm -hmm. and there's like the plate of like, like Jennifer is a victim, like she is the victim of like gaslighting, kidnapping, violence, and like, and all these sort of like, and there's also the Jennifer is a, as a toxic friend on Needy. I have thoughts on
2: this as well. Are we ready? Do we, are we good to jump into that? Because I have uh, feelings about her as a friend.
0: There's, there's gonna be some people who will listen to this who maybe have some, some mixed feelings about different types of horror movies, what kind of stuff they wanna watch. Mm-hmm. Is, this a, is this a movie that we think is, is spoopy? Like it's not really scary, it just has like creepy elements in it. Is it, is it spooky? Is it terrifying? Or is it like existentially disconcerting? How, how would we qualify this movie for, for people to think they might wanna watch it?
2: So to be honest, I did not find this movie scary. Like not even a little bit.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, I would call I would put this movie squarely in spoopy territory with um a few isolated moments of pretty legitimately terrifying violence.
2: Yes. The violence is terrifying, but it does it had way less jump scares than I was expecting. I think I was prime for a current horror movie and I was like ready to be jumping at all points, and I really didn't feel like that happened very much
1: yeah I it really like I
0: jumped more at, yeah. at at like sound cues of of loud emo music just <laughs> popping into a, a scene than i did it actually like scary things in the movie
1: i mean i'll give you this i'm way more scared of maroon 5 than i was <laughs> like going into this movie and i was already pretty dang scared of maroon 5
2: i love how this this movie implied that maroon 5 definitely sold their soul to the devil <laughs> Yeah, there's the actual singer of this I band, mean,
0: the guy who wrote all the the music's last name is Levine. And I was like,
1: "No, <gasps> he can't. He's not right. <laughs> he's not really the Adam Levine. the last forget famous who it was. brother." I think they got a. I think they got a fairly legit like indie rock band to act to do that through the. Oh, Levine. and there's such an indie
0: rock band because I, I don't know oh. how much you guys looked into it because I was like Ooh. researching them. And uh, speaking of Chris Pratt, uh, they're they're <laughs> a real scarecrow boat. Uh, like they've had five different names over the course of their career as a band. Only like two of the guys that were originally in the band are still in the band. Amazing. And they're from Thousand Oaks, <laughs> California, which I was like, that's the most, that's the most indie rock band of the o of the odds place to be from.
1: The indie rock commentary in this movie was, <laughs> I feel, especially now looking on like ten years on uh-huh. as like a moment of two of what music was in two thousand nine. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I feel like there's something to be said that the most disturbing scene in the movie and the funniest scene in the movie are the same scene.
2: I agree. I loved everything with the band and I was kind of sad we didn't get more of it.
1: Again, Diablo Cody, I'm just like, Diablo Cody wrote the shit out of this movie.
2: Yes, absolutely. So overall, I did not think it was scary. I watched it Home Alone with the dark, like the lights out in a creepy old house that if there was haunting would be haunted and i was fine so
1: yeah i this is this is like as spooky as spooky can be
2: yes i agree
1: yeah sort of
0: sort of a disney horror movie i think it's uh you know it's right in there spooky wise um, i feel
2: like it's the mean girls of horror
1: yeah
0: yeah in yeah, a lot of ways yeah. that feels like an apt comparison yeah. we're going to do sort of a quick rundown of of what happens in the movie Yes, feel free to uh, go back and forth with me on this. Yes, I'm uh, sorry.
1: I'm sorry for how much I'm just like jumping into random. Oh no, <laughs> it's,
0: it's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so so it opens up in uh, the town of Devil's Kettle, which is a, a town with a spooky waterfall that goes nowhere, which is only sort of plot relevant. <laughs> And it opens in the most annoying uh, series of nested flashbacks, which is, um, (laughs) it's like, we're in a mental institution with Amanda Seyfried. Uh, No, wait, flashback. Amanda Seyfried is outside Megan Fox's window. Oh, no, (laughs) flashback again. We're at some point before that. That Uh, framing
1: device was completely unnecessary. Yeah, not not necessary
0: at all, except that they wanted to... They wanted to have this credits scene.
1: You could yeah. have done the epilogue. You could have just cut to like the epilogue without doing the framing device throughout. I think you're it,
2: right. It honestly didn't make sense. And it also, I didn't even realize until we were talking about it again, that the thing that she's a kicker never comes back. Nope. I was so confused because it was like a big deal. She's like, I became a kicker, which is not a phrase I, I'm aware of. <laughs> and gone forever, so...
0: One of the people I was talking to about this because I was talking about it on Twitter after I watched it was like, yeah, I feel like this would have made a great TV show um, where like this whole series of events and the relationship is stretched out over time in which like having this framing device and having the level of detail they do about the scene that frames it uh, would have made a lot more sense.
1: The framing device feels like the pilot for a show that combines Mean Girls with Hack hack Slash. Which I'd be really good with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, I remember, oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Like, I don't say that as a
1: criticism. (laughs) Yeah, it just wasn't this movie. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, So we start off with uh, Jennifer, played by Megan Fox, and Needy is played by Amanda Seyfried. They're best friends. Jennifer's the cool, edgy, kind of bad girl type, and Needy is the moderately bookish type. There's this connection between them uh, going back to preschool, which may or may not have something to do with needy kissing Jennifer's boo-boo and <laughs> blood. It's a little unclear. There's sort of mystical. No is it mystical? Is it physical? text
1: at all.
0: <laughs> Everything
2: is text.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are they, are they, as the movie proposes at one point, lesbigay?
1: Um, they,
2: they are lesbian. I, I I'm
1: legitimately disappointed has not entered common parlance.
2: I know. As soon as I, I heard that, I was like, okay, that's it. That's what I'm calling it forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that belongs right next to I'm in lesbians with you from, you know, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really unclear what their relationship is. Like Needy knows when Jennifer is there before she's there. Um, right. except for except for when it's plot relevant for her to not know there that she There is a
1: psychic there's an unexplained psychic bond which may or may not be necklace based. Uh
2: yeah, but also there was like a weird psychic moment with the fire. It is completely unclear what Needy can and is doing ever Needy, in this movie.
1: Needy and Jenner at 100% have an actual like psychic twin link that at <laughs> no point in the movie is ever given even remotely an explanation
2: so i this is the first time i've seen this movie and so i was trying i was like making my notes and guessing so i have a lot of notes that were my guesses of what was happening and at one point i was (laughs) like this is mean girls fight club jennifer's not real like is written in my notes
0: (laughs) Ooh, that would have been that's a fascinating different movie
2: um, <laughs> it was well, not I was, this waiting, one.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for like and I'm actually glad that the movie didn't go this route and you know that Futurama episode where Bender turns into like the wear car? it's like oh a part of the curse is you go you like kill your best friend yeah. I thought it was gonna be like oh the demon that possesses Jennifer like part of the whole curse deal is that like ooh you're gonna ruin your best friend's life like you're drawn to the character that you're drawn to the person you were closest to in life and I actually really like that they didn't do that because that would yeah. have completely taken away from like the whole toxic friend element and just really just robbed Jennifer of like so much of her complexity.
0: Now, yeah. uh, speaking of the the actual relationship here and and who who Jennifer ends up going for, we have to introduce the other third very important main character, do we, Chip, do uh, played to by Johnny Simmons.
3: Chip. Who's, Let me who, check I, my I notes. I Let have in the notes.
0: notes. I have in the notes, he's a nice enough guy, a drummer who never drums, and ultimately <laughs> is supremely uninteresting.
2: See, because I have in my notes, and I want to quote this exactly, fuck Chip, and then I wrote it about 12 more times.
0: There's <laughs> a really weird switch at this at some point where early on, Chip is like, there's weird shit going on with Jennifer. And then at some point, Needy's like, hey man, there's weird shit going on with Jennifer. And Chip is like, uh uh
1: Chip was the one, I feel like Chip was... Really, Chip was the only character that I was like doing the classic horror movie, like yelling at the screen, like, don't go in the basement, you moron.
2: See, I was doing the other classic horror movie of kill him, him, no, him.
1: Which is yes. like, yes, Chip, go with the, g- yes, <laughs> go with the strange girl who you're already, like, don't like and are suspicious of, who your girlfriend told you is literally a murder demon, and absolutely go with her by yourself to a second location. <laughs>
2: and that second Great location call. is an abandoned pool. This is Great incredible.
1: call. <laughs> Fucking we're, we're brilliant, Chip. You're nailing it. I was actually, like, feeling like, you know what, maybe, Chip, you're just like, a normal, uninteresting guy Mm-mm. who's just caught you know what in the thing. the best things. thing about Chip like, is? No, you're a, you're an idiot. What the hell? Like, why are you still talking to her? What are you doing, Chip? <laughs> the best what is thing the best about thing?
0: the best thing about Chip is Chip's little sister. Yes, <laughs> a much better yes! character in her thirty seconds on screen than Chip is. I, I feel agree. bad for Johnny Simmons because like he doesn't. There's nothing he does in the acting that's bad. It's just like the character is just he's he's written to die. Yes. Well,
1: I, I feel like Chip exists less as a person. It's more about what he represents to both Needy and Jennifer. Or, like, Chip only exists to offer, to shed more light on Jennifer and Needy's relationship.
2: Which is why you know this is a lesbian, mo- oh, sorry, lesbian gay movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> he is not an actual character or love interest. He only he exists is- to bring out other aspects of the actual characters we romantically care about
2: yes though i will say he read to me as a like quote nice guy i was waiting for his fedora the whole movie i was like this guy you cannot trust him no
0: you know uh having watched on on your recommendation uh anna and the apocalypse immediately after this and the sort of fate of the nice guy in that movie i was like oh yeah <laughs> this this is how this should actually go uh, right? at some point
1: The best thing Chip does is like his heroic moment with the pool, with like the pool cleaner. But I mostly just like that movie because it gives uh, Megan Fox the setup to deliver that absolutely killer tampon line that she just delivers so damn well.
3: This movie
1: has
0: all of the good lines in it.
1: Megan Fox is a fucking dynamo in this movie. Like we as a society, we as a society owe her such a, like an apology.
2: Every apology. and she Yes, I agree. Every line out of her mouth is quotable. It's incredible.
1: Did you ever see her in uh, New Girl, uh, she has like a whole extended arc. And she's really, she's really funny in that.
2: I think the first line that I have written down in my notes that I quoted was from her. And it's when she, she's like, you're live green jello.
0: I, I think Chip's crowning line in the whole movie is Phil Collins' seminal. Uh, which I wrote down, in this, and it's like it just kind of really wraps him up as a character.
1: I feel like that was I knew it's
0: like
1: that's when I really knew he wasn't gonna survive the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. so, when somebody in a Diablo Cody movie mentions Phil Collins. It's
1: like oh, Diablo they're, they're dead. This isn't is a horror not, movie. No, Diablo nope. Cody is not letting a Phil Collins fan live. <laughs>
2: Let's not forget—he's walking around with his black and yellow scarf. He was a Hufflepuff. He wasn't making a horror movie. Just saying.
1: He, I, I, I assume was, Chip had big Hufflepuff energy. I, I assume Chip <laughs> is
0: reading Infinite Jest every time he's off screen. Oh so.
2: no! I hate him so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so the the first like real thing we get is Jennifer uh, dragging Needy off to go see Adam Brody's skeezy rock band Low Shoulder at the equally Low skeezy shoulder. club. Low um, Shoulder.
2: Can somebody explain to me? I know we had to do the close-up pan of the sign that said low shoulder at the end of the movie, but what does that mean as a band name? It just means,
0: okay. uh, as a band name, I don't know. As a street sign, it means uh, don't go off the side of the road. There's not really a shoulder there. You'll oh, <laughs> So maybe there's something down. to read
2: into it. Don't go off your chosen path. you'll go <sighs> with the band. I don't know, there's something there maybe.
0: So according to the trivia I was looking up, uh, apparently in the first chapter of the script, they were called soft shoulder, which I was like, that's the same thing. You didn't actually improve it at all.
2: See, now that I'm well, thinking I about like, that as a sign, I feel like I could write a whole BS like English paper on what the symbolism of not going off the road.
1: <laughs> I feel like soft oh shoulder definitely makes it like makes her like oh it's like oh it's soft, but like if you fall I don't know, to me it's mm-hmm. just like them being calling themselves soft just makes them like more obviously gaslighty douche nozzles yeah. Yeah. Low
2: Shoulder is clearly something they saw while driving to the town, and we're like, "That's our name now."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I'm like, that's got to be how most bands get their name, right? Where it's like <laughs> it's
2: fair.
0: It's really fun for this band, who has had four other names. They are clear. They are currently, according to Wikipedia, known as Wildling. Which is, um,
2: you know what,
1: low shoulder
2: was an improvement. I feel.
1: I mean, I get it. The only reason I would want to learn an instrument is so I could then come up with have like a band with a great cool band name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it wouldn't be low shoulder. Yeah. No, that's not a cool band name.
1: I once heard like one of those crazy Rush Limbaugh types like rail against the gay shadow government and I'm like, now that's a band name.
2: Oh, the gay shadow government. I would listen to them.
0: It sounds it sounds like you mean not just in the band sense, but in the sense of you would listen to the, whatever I, the gay shadow government was telling you to do.
2: I mean, I
0: don't want to say, I don't want to say more than I can reveal, Jeremy.
2: Right, when they send out their agenda, it's very secret. We got to be quiet right. about our gay shadow government agenda.
0: Okay, so at, at the skeezy bar... Uh, we meet Adam Brody's band. Uh, Jennifer seemingly becomes hypnotized by Adam Brody's band in the Is process. Is that what of- happened? Sorry, I'm
1: skipping ahead I a little bit. I
2: truly like, did not know that that's what happened. What's was the hypnotism like?
1: Did they have magic powers already, or were they just like, well, well I guess here's a big I'm
2: national not lie? Like, like, well, I thought they, mean, they were like
1: the situation.
2: I thought they were just hot. That was <laughs> yeah. So she
1: goes off I to get they were her just 9/11 themed
0: shooters. Uh, which yes, yeah, this movie nine uh, post nine eleven is a character in this movie. Uh, like
2: yeah, it comes up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay, surprise. I,
1: I had in my I had in when they showed like the nine eleven like shots. I had in my notes is there binging? Look up if there's binging with Babish video for this. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So like she comes back and she's watching them play. And if there had been any chance for her to get drugged or drunk in this scene, it would make way more sense, but it seems like she's hypnotized. Like she's not paying attention. Needy has to pull her off of the dance floor as the rest of the place catches fire. And like they, they go and sneak out of the uh, the bathroom window and everybody else dies inside. It would seem, except for a few plot relevant people. Um <laughs> including the band
1: and maybe Chris Pratt, who knows, who knows, (laughs) never heard from again.
2: (laughs) If only that were actually true. I mean, you know,
0: if we could get him through the rest of, of parks and rec, at least, I don't want to lose Andy Dwyer. That's
2: true. I would never do anything to Andy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Jennifer gets pulled off into Adam Brody's uh, murder van uh, and they, they take off and needy goes
1: home and cries. Um,
2: I feel like I can't let it go by. Well, there's, a oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a
1: fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, can't... so the fire. Yes. Did the did low shoulder
2: cause that fire?
1: Or was that just a convenient like <laughs> horrific tragedy that's just like that was just a pure just happenstance? I feel like
2: we have to file this in the do they have powers box? Because also can we mention that his name is Nikolai? Because I feel like we're just passing right by that.
1: Yeah. Is it really? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I just I just called him Adam Brody the whole time.
2: No, but then he introduced himself as Nikolai and I just laughed for like twelve straight minutes. I also yeah. feel like we the can't leave the, the scene behind. The dudes in this band are
0: actual, like, members of that band, and their names are just their names in And in that's the why they
2: get, like, no lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let the scene go by without the one of the best quotes in the movie, which is, of course, Megan Fox's line, where she says, boobs are smart bombs. You point them in the right direction, and shit gets real.
1: Megan Fox, the philosopher of our times.
2: <laughs> she is.
1: Uh, don't deserve you, Megan Fox, and you're machine gun Kelly loving ways. <laughs> we don't. So uh the next the next
0: thing we see is Jennifer pops back up at Needy's house that night soaking wet and covered in blood. Uh she eats an entire chicken, uh vomits oh. spiky chocolate syrup. Uh, I've been there. <laughs> then makes great spooky faces at Needy and runs off, which I think the spooky faces part was where I wrote down Megan Fox is good actually
2: yeah
1: it was this like this
2: is this is the scene i wrote
1: blood-covered teeth
2: this is the scene i wrote in all caps lesbians it's
1: when you should have written caps lesbigay
2: i know i didn't know yet i've I've got i'm gonna get it
1: uh yes she
0: she runs off and then needy is traumatized and cleans up uh spiky spiky chocolate syrup off the floor um shows up the next day at school and jennifer is fine can we
2: talk about this teacher Because what has he seen? You mean J.K. Simmons
0: in the worst
1: wig and with a hook hand? You mean the (laughs) character that I desperately need an origin prequel movie for?
2: His like one thing that he says when he starts is that he's seen worse. And we never get to find (laughs) out what that is.
1: I have. I need to know. This is clearly a man who has survived his own horror movie. And (laughs) I want to see it.
2: I kept waiting for him to be like Hamish where he was like the drunk teacher that helps her survive. And that wasn't what happened. And I'm sad.
0: Yeah, you know, like Jeff Johns is watching this movie and going nuts. Like you could make could make a 20 part series out of where what happened to this guy's hand and why his hair <laughs> is so bad. Like,
2: why, why his hair is so bad. It's cursed by a demon, I think.
0: Yeah, and seeing J.K. Simmons with hair, it just freaks me out anyway. Especially have... that hair. <laughs>
1: I felt like it was some sort of like fay glamour spell. I'm like, J.K. Simmons <laughs> with hair. I'm like, I'm seeing something, but like my eyes are refusing to believe <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like he walks in and you're like, who is this man? And then he starts talking and you're like, J.K., is that you?
2: I, exactly. What? I did not recognize him, What's which is on? ridiculous because he looks exactly the same except for the hair. But I was then, like, who is this? I'm just yeah. that TikTok of that, you know, I've never seen that man before in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I guess maybe it's like, it's good representation that just, oh, here he is. He has a prosthetic. He has like a hook hand and it's like no attention called to it. Nothing like drawn don't to it. I but at the staring same time, at it I and des- saying
2: that he's been through bad things <laughs> yeah. is a bit of a calling attention to
1: it. Fair. And I'm like, maybe it's something in representation that we don't, like, get a whole backstory for it. But at the same time, I need to know how J.K. Simmons got a <laughs> whole can. like I don't also, know what J.K.
0: Simmons is like as an actor, but this feels like somebody showed up to the set and was like, I found the motivation for my character.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I also he love when he's, hand. when he's getting into his car, a half a scene later and he's just here screaming and he's like let it out kids let it out (laughs) oh yeah and not
1: like whale like blood curdling (laughs) screams of horrific pain yeah this is this is the (laughs)
0: next event in in the outline here which is there's loud cut emo music uh, and then we, we yeah, zoom in it, on it, Jonas It
1: cuts to loud emo music Describes every scene transition in this movie <laughs> yes. We
0: see We get a like rapid zoom on Jonas The like background jockey character Who has uh, been here I guess um, And is very upset About losing his friend like, Jennifer sympathizes upset. with him Like yeah. not a
1: bully jock like, Not like a mean jock his, no. only real char- his only real character trait is In the morning for his best friend <laughs> He's a real she, Steve Holt This guy yeah. <laughs> like, there's this one thing where, like, a nerd, like, puts his arm over his shoulder and I'm just like, oh, I do and I just wrote, I ship them.
2: Right? I was like, he is a proper himbo before that was a term we used. Yeah!
0: <laughs> so, Jennifer uh, is sympathizing with him in the field and getting kind of sex, aggressively sexy, and then is like, come hang out in the woods with me and we'll have some sexy times, despite the fact that, like, the parking lot is, like, right there. Um <laughs> And, and then all the animals start watching them make out. And she's like, oh, no, they're uh, they're just waiting. for."
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, that never comes back into play, like this weird deal with the animals.
2: Right. I think we see rats at another scene, and that's it. That's all we get. We don't get an explanation. <laughs> just animals are weirded You're, out. There
1: is rats. I just did not question in any way why there would be rats in a construction scene. I <laughs> like, assume those, those animals
0: are just like, they're just waiting around for seconds, right? Like they're going to jump but in do, after she's finished eating him.
2: I, I, know, I know I'm not like a wilderness person, but I don't think animals usually follow predators around waiting for them to leave stuff behind, do they? Like, is that a thing?
1: I mean, I'm not sure know. how it is with like the natural demon eco, like the, uh, the right. symbiosis between deers and raccoons and demons.
2: I, you know, I yeah. should do some research on that. I'll Google it or I'll go to the occult section of my library. That's what I I'll do. I do love the
1: idea of a demon who just, just perpetually followed by raccoons, waiting for me to like,
2: pick up. <laughs> like the Snow White of demons.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just raccoons. Like he's like, what do I just only feral raccoons. That's the only animal that follows me.
2: We also see when we get to her house in this very next scene, or Needy's house, that she has a pet ferret. It never comes back. We never mention it. It's just there.
0: movie is just littered with inconsequential details
2: it really is which you know what i love i do love but i also
1: wonder if there was like a longer like if there was an original longer draft of this so
2: i don't know about youtube i watched the unrated version because i wanted all of that stuff and there was i couldn't even figure out what they would have added i was very confused
0: Uh, apparently there's it's a five minute difference and well. <laughs> if I read correctly, it's uh, like an extended, one of the sex scenes is extended. I'm not sure which one. I assume it's probably
1: and missionary poor
0: missionary position. Poor uh, chips.
2: Oh, that's, I have a lot of thoughts about that scene, and none of them are pleasant.
0: That's, that's the <laughs> one that's the the. One, <laughs> this is a weird, uh, weird sentence here. That's the one bone uh, <laughs> chip gets thrown in this. Like as an actor, not as a character, is the no. the bit where, the bit where he's the actor has to react to whatever whatever's going on with this uh, <laughs> connection between the two of them while while the sex is going on. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, and then he has the worst line in the movie, which is, "Am I too big?" And, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's nothing. Her throwing up the weird spiky syrup was not as gross as that line was. Everything about
0: that scene, which I mean, we're we're almost there anyway, but everything about that scene is like painful to me, as as, oh, as, so that scene, as somebody who was a teenage boy who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Uh, so if, you wanna, like,
1: if the scene cuts between Chip and Amanda Seyfried having very boring, straight, unpleasant missionary sex, and it's <laughs> interspersed with, uh. Like Jennifer, Megan Fox, essentially eating teenage Billy Joe Armstrong <laughs> alive, and I don't know which experience
2: is more unpleasant. Oh, I felt bad for Gerard Way in this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I called him teenage Gerard Way in my notes, so yeah, I think we're, we're right there.
1: I, I had I had baby Billy Joe in mind.
2: I mean, we're in the same zone. <laughs> oh,
1: like he was. He really that. now that's a character that really did nothing wrong, and that was and I yeah. and they lingered so long on his dying, like that was the one point in the movie where I'm like, this is no longer spooky. Yeah, like, I am I felt- so like this is a de- this is like a death that I would be ho- like horrified to experience.
2: I felt like as I was trying to guess what was going to happen and he was so much nicer to her than chip was. I was like, Oh, I see. Chip's going to die. This one's going to be the one she ends up with. And then he gets like eaten. And I was so taken aback by it. I was like, why did you take him first? Chip's right there.
0: Well, there's this weird, like, okay. So like the bridge between these, these two death scenes is first like JK Simmons finds Jack kid out in the woods after After having that scene where he brushes off the screaming as if it's just like a kid reacting to death, (laughs) for some reason he then goes and finds the body anyway, which I was like, oh, come on. That was such a good exit line. uh, Some hard to determine amount of days between these two (laughs) things. Uh, Jennifer just seems to kind of forget all the bad shit and everybody else is like having you know ptsd issues but jennifer is just content to go on about her life which really bothers needy along with the fact that low shoulder is having this staggering rise to fame uh while dedicating their hit song to the people of devil's kettle which just has this heavy post 9-11 vibe like of just this
2: this tragedy
0: Uh, megan fox calls it a tragedy boner at some point
2: yes she does Uh, yeah it's a it's banger, a banger. An,
1: It's a banger of an indie rock song. It and is I mean, a
2: banger, though I don't know why, and possibly it was because I was primed with Chris Pratt's face, but it reminded me so much of the Little Sebastian song, and I <laughs> could not get that out of my head the whole like, time.
1: It would not be out of, like, you could put this song into any episode of Riverdale, and it would not be <laughs> even remotely out of place. This
2: entire movie could be an episode <laughs> of Riverdale. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I I haven't watched enough Riverdale I I just I like to experience Riverdale like secondhand From people that they're like yeah Archie has a cult or Archie has a cult yeah. now um, yeah, Archie that's has what an I'm underground
2: saying. fight club
1: um, The cult River-
2: season Where Chad Michael Murray is a cult leader This plot line would have fit in perfectly
1: <laughs> Riverdale's take On Archie feels like It should be a five minute SNL Skit and instead they just rolled With it Yeah it's it's yeah. wild.
0: Jennifer starts hitting on Chip in creepy ways. And then when Needy seems to like assert herself that she needs to back off, she starts hitting on Colin Gray, the only other guy who seems to recognize that Needy is there, who I wrote down oh, I as, uh, you, you called the uh, baby, baby Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh, I just have here also that he is the last member of My Chemical Romance, <laughs> um, who writes sad songs and poetry and has expressed some sort of interest in Needy. Uh uh-huh.
2: so, and was nicer to her than her boyfriend I just yeah. want us to always remember that
0: yes Jennifer <laughs> invites Colin supposedly over to her house but then when Colin tries to go to her house there are, it, it's a construction site along with several other deserted houses and in the meantime Needy goes over to Chip's house uh, Needy and Chip have really incredibly awkward painful to oh. watch teenage sex while well, Colin arrives in an abandoned house that Jennifer gives him the address to and while having sex, uh, Needy starts seeing blood pouring from the ceiling, and is experiencing some amount of what Jennifer is doing as she needlessly tortures and eats Colin. Oh, uh, I do. And then I she runs. Love- then Needy runs screaming from the house after the the awkward I, sex. Which boy, that's a rough. That's a rough review <laughs> for Chip. Chip.
2: I, honestly, I he that, recovered from it very well. I was surprised. I love that.
1: Like, a that was in an abandoned house. And there's just this whole fucking block of abandoned half-built houses. And it's weird. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, no. Remember, this movie is fucking 2009. Mm -hmm. We are coming (laughs) right after the fucking housing bubble and the, the recession. But in these big ass development, like like development communities, they did that. Really happened. Like they were being built. The recession happened, and they just and they just stopped in the middle of building like entire neighborhoods. Yeah. it was so like, perfectly was creepy. Thing.
2: This completely uniform street with nobody on it. When he got freaked out, I I like your point earlier where you know only Chip acts like he's in a horror movie, and you're right because Colin is like this is scary, which never happens in a horror movie. I feel like especially for guys like. Yeah. He <laughs> but, was like, I don't know, this is a good idea. And I was like, you're right, Colin. It's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the guys in this movie seem to know that they are in danger, which is uncommon for guys in horror movies. Like, it's it's true of the the Jack guy as well. The only one who yeah. doesn't again is Chip, like yes. who is sure that everybody's in danger up until it is plot convenient for him to not be sure of that anymore. Yeah, and I I definitely have the uh Zuko man. That's rough, buddy. Written behind <laughs> the scene for Chip. <laughs>
2: I do like that they I mean I know it ends up being part of the demon plotline. I feel like we'll have to unpack this when we get to the end, but I do like that neither one of them were the virgin character, like that that they have sexual agency to some degree in this movie, which is unusual for horror movies, I feel like.
0: I feel like that's definitely a Diablo Cody influence thing, which is like this is a very stark and realistic depiction of teenage girls in a way that mm-hmm. like a lot of horror movies are not. I agree. Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they have had sex. Oh yeah, like Megan Fox gets an X on her hand and then goes up to the bar and gets liquor anyway yes. because she can. It's very realistic in, in a way that like is sort of anti-horror tropes in a, a way that I liked.
1: I agree, yeah. I couldn't help but like read into and wonder and you know, maybe it's just one of the actors. And also the why is this is very obvious because lesbians <laughs> um like oh why is it that this most that the most popular girl in school only has one friend or is Les only cares gay. about having? and then it's like yeah again you don't have to think very hard to figure it out
2: <laughs> Is this the point where we talk about how they are hannibal and will because now i cannot think of anything else twitter pointed this out to me and it won't leave my brain
0: that's that's the next scene because uh <laughs> Needy is driving home and Jennifer does the full on like bloody deer jumping into the road bit um, (laughs) and then disappears. Uh, And then Needy goes back to her house and Jennifer shows up in her bedroom.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And does, uh, they have a whole, a whole last moment here where uh, I think the order is they explain what happened to Jennifer and then, uh, then they make out. It could be the other no, way. No, I th- think I'm
1: pretty sure they <It's>
2: make the out way. and then they
1: explain okay. it. Yeah,
2: the, the making out is just suddenly happens and it was great. I did not, again, had not seen this movie. I knew that, like, the queer community at large had embraced it. That's why I wanted to see it, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I thought it was going to be subtext. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. And then I was, I was watching it, and I was like, <gasps> my heart.
1: <laughs> was that unprepared. was that was my reaction. Like I was expecting like a queer in air quotes movie, and then right. there was just a full on like makeout scene between Amanda Seafried and Megan Fox.
2: Right? And then later, when she's talking about cannibalism, and she goes both ways? I uh, I couldn't even.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, reading up on some of this, and they were saying that like both Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried have said that this is their favorite movie that they've done. Ooh. And uh, they both cited their kissing scene as like part of that. Um, oh! Which, I believe <laughs> it. If figured... I was either of them, I would agree.
2: It was hot. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's it's so... It's so obvious as a person who like knows something about film but also so like kind of subtle that they do this that like the the straight sex scene has happened just before this and it's awful yeah. and like yes. they're literally having sex and they could not be less sexy and then yeah. like all all these two do is kiss and like the camera is like right on them like like Oof. Both of their tongues visible in this. Are you picking up
1: on the subtext, kids? (laughs) It's
0: like, it's
1: like,
2: I don't know what the the movie has an
0: opinion about this.
2: I don't know what the opposite of queer baiting is, but this movie did it. Was it like straight baiting? Did I get straight baited? Because I was like waiting for this movie to be straight and then it wasn't. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Because
1: there is the element, like, the movie immediately goes into like, Oh shit, you were sacrificed and now like and you were a cannibal and there's a devil and like there's a demon inside you. And I get that like stopping demons and cannibals are important, but I feel (laughs) like hey, your guys as friendship just like went to a whole new level and revealed many new things about (laughs) you. Like, I feel like that this also merits a conversation.
2: (laughs) It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll talk about the Satan bit in a second, but like, were you into that too? Like 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 do you wanna (laughs) Like I'm not saying the Satan and like
1: the dev- the demons and sacrifices and cannibalism isn't on the docket yeah, but it, it's what just, just I happened marriage for the sake again for the sake of wherever this relationship is now going after that monumental step you just took <laughs> communication is key Communication like is key your communication about cannibalism great A plus <laughs> They have like a healthy 2020- relationship.
0: The 2020 version of this and especially the like the, the tv show version we were talking about definitely involves at least some amount of time where uh needy is helping her hunt guys so that they can continue to have their relationship right like
2: or like covering it up but yeah. like kind of in a weird cycle where she doesn't want to tell on her and she's helping her hide it i would have been down for that needy would be like oh we can make this work like
1: let's kill like objectively terrible men. Like, there's so many just objectively bad men. Like, let's just find, like, (laughs) awful people for you to kill. And then Jennifer being like, yeah, but what if instead I was really toxic and only went after, (laughs) and instead went after people you cared about? So it was like, that would definitely be, like, episodes, like, five and six of the season would be, like, Needy and Jennifer working together. And then, like, Jennifer would go too far in, like, episode
2: seven. Yeah, I felt like there was missing the scene where Jennifer is at all, like trying to fight it she was more like dope let's kill some men which you know what 2020 mood i get it
1: oh yeah no jennifer (laughs) is on board immediately (laughs) i didn't get this aside from like her like pretending to be attracted to people she wasn't for the sake of murdering and eating them it didn't seem like aside from adding this whole new like carnal need to like her monthly regimen it didn't (laughs) seem like being possessed by this demon changed Jennifer's personality that much.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the demon possession scene because we get here uh, during this. We get our fourth level of flashback Ugh, in this the movie. Best one, no. uh,
2: the best one. The
0: best one. Which is which is we find out what actually happened to Jennifer after she left in the murder van. Uh, which is uh, she sat awkwardly in a van as they drove to a second location. And Adam Brody and his band are uh, performing a, a devil's bargain ritual that they found on the internet <laughs> yes. uh, to become a more successful band. Um, like
2: Maroon 5 The Lion Says
0: By oh. by murdering a virgin. She, she um, calls
2: them agents of Satan with good haircuts and uh, <laughs> she's my favorite
1: I am never going to be able to listen to 8675309 Oh my the god the again. musical
0: number with 8675309 where like they remember or figure out her name is Jennifer and so then he starts singing Jenny I got your number
2: Amazing!
1: Amazing. Oh my God, it's so. I thought I knew what cognitive dissonance was (laughs) until I was simultaneously like horrified of like while seeing Megan Fox be brutally stabbed to death, while at the same time laughing my ass off at Adam Brody saying eight six seven five three oh nine during the human sacrifice. This is like
2: he is is so good in this.
1: It's
0: that scene from Reservoir Dogs where you know. He's like dancing to Stuck in the Middle with You while cutting off the guy's ear. It's like-
1: I feel like it was also some big what we do in the shadows energy. (laughs) Where like that occult meets super mundane.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're so laid back about it. But yeah, no, I agree. Adam Brody is so good in this movie that I I had a full like flashback to being 15 and loving the OC watching this movie. (laughs) I was like, like, he also deserved better.
1: Like Adam Brody's line where it's like, there's so many indie fucking indie bands and we're all so cute. And if you don't wind up on Letterman or some R-word soundtrack. Yes! So While Saint, they were so,
2: literally a band yeah. that was on the soundtrack. Yeah.
1: Our only hope is Satan.
2: Our only hope is Satan.
1: I, I do but
2: have just to ask again.
0: My, my, my nit I wanted to pick with this ritual is what kind of satanic ritual requires a waning moon?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, presumably one that you got off wiki
0: it's such a like, random like moon. Like a waning phase. moon, that's perfect. It's like, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> right.
0: What kind of satanic <laughs> kind of ritual isn't a new moon or a
1: full moon? Like,
0: like <laughs> oh, it's a half moon.
1: I do right. love like the rules of this demon sacrifice it's where like so it hat-y. has to be a virgin, but if it's not, it'll still work. But a like a demon'll possess the sacrifice. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is, is what Needy discovers that like that because Jennifer is not actually a virgin. The virgin sacrifice works for the band, but the demon, I guess, in the bargain gets to take over the the sacrifice's body. That's the kind of thing
1: where I'm imagining some sort of demon lawyer. Like <laughs> that feels like a subclause of a curse like ceremony <laughs> that like a demon lawyer negotiated. A hundred percent. This is
0: some some uh, demonic senator from Illinois just tacked <laughs> this onto the bill at the last minute. You know, <laughs> it somehow got through. Yeah. It's, oh, so um, good. So, I guess they they stab her and she dies, and then they dump her body into the uh waterfall to nowhere and uh, which is is why she 's wet when she shows up at needy's house, but not before before getting to needy's house, uh, we find out that she ran into the only character of color in this entire movie on the way home and, who they uh, refer
2: to as from India Ahmed yes, yeah, that, from, from. India. India. Which, it's Vers- such a small town thing to be yeah. like uh, yeah. the one person that's you know not born in this town. For as
1: great as this movie is about feminist and queer issues, yeah. it's kinda super not great about some other about other issues.
2: It is very white. It's the whitest.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, and you know, he's he's supposed to be a foreign exchange student, which is why they call him, you know, Ahmed from India, but still like he's the only uh, like there's the, it's, there's one Asian it's the girl kind of, in the class yeah. who is con- inconsequential to the plot other than to, you know, deliver some, yeah. a couple lines here and there. But uh, yeah, Ahmed from India uh, was wandering home from the fire that he survived when he came upon Jennifer who just decided to eat him um, because she had figured out that's what she wanted to do.
2: It's important to me to note that if anyone ever asked you do you, does anyone know you're alive? You just say yes. Like, always <laughs> <Absolutely>. say yes.
1: <laughs> Questions you always say yes to. Are you a god? Does anyone know you're alive?
2: Yes. Just yes every time. It doesn't matter what the answer is. You say yes. Is yeah. that, So we've now hit the scene where she tries to tell Chip and he gaslights her, right? Is that the scene we're at?
0: uh well yeah i have uh slightly, slightly more on this scene which is uh needy doesn't want <laughs> jennifer to kill more people she takes that personally and dives backwards out of her window
2: that's how i end all arguments
1: <laughs> yeah it's okay, a power apparently. move
2: truly no one can argue with you if you d- swan dive out of a window when they're talking great way to get the last word in
1: it's what happens <laughs> if you catch batman at just the right time <laughs>
2: That's what. That's how he gets away from Gordon when Gordon's back is turned, is that exact move. How much greater
1: would that be if instead of, like, disappearing when, like, Gordon's back, so <laughs> Gordon's just, like, in the middle of talking, and Batman's just, like, I'm out, and just, like, fucking dives off a roof and sends it.
0: Batman once, enters Gordon... room and just starts opening windows, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. Just,
2: just once Gordon catches him mid-doing it, it is like, is that what you looked like all this time?
0: Now we are at uh, Chip's greatest, well, one of Chip's series of great failures in the back half of this, one, which is uh, Needy's like, Yeah, my friend is definitely a succubus, and we should do something to stop her. And Chip's like,
2: Are you sure though?
0: Are you just jealous so- of your friend?
2: This is another thing. This is like my tip that's important for all of our listeners. I have a pact with my co-host from the Batman podcast that if I ever tell him something supernatural is happening, he has to believe me, even if I sound crazy. For this reason specifically, (laughs) because I feel like that's what kills all the characters in movies is nobody believes them. So I told him, I'm like, if I ever come to you with a demon or a ghost or a vampire, I don't care if you believe they're real. You just have to believe me.
1: I can't do that with my partner because California believes in too much wacky shit.
2: I think you should do it just to be safe. I'm just saying. You need your you know you need your best friend and you need your person that'll believe you if you're in a supernatural situation. I'm just but I
1: want to slam California some more. (laughs) Yeah, it's my duty as a New Yorker. I I think it's
0: it's interesting because I just watched Lights Out before I watched this, and uh, Lights Out has some interesting issues that i I want to talk to you about at some point chris uh with with some takes on psychology and mental illness that i'm i'm not crazy comfortable with what Uh, a
2: horror movie that doesn't treat mental illness well what my shock
0: but to that movie's credit the the boyfriend of the teenage main or 20 something main character uh is like i'm not sure i believe in this but okay i'll help you out and she's like All right, cool. Stay in the light. There's a demon that only exists in the dark. And he's like, Cool, I'll leave the lights on. And then he runs into the demon at one point and takes the fuck off out the door. And they're like, Oh no, he's abandoned us. And then he shows up with the cops five minutes later.
3: It's like
1: (laughs)
2: There you go. That that's all we want. That's all we want. (laughs) Petition to have better boyfriends in horror movies. That, I'm thinking, signing it right now. Does
1: this make the TSA the, the TSA guy the movie boyfriend of Get Out? He is. <laughs> yes.
2: What a good ship! <laughs> it's the most supportive relationship in a movie ever. It is.
1: It is. Uh...
2: Let me just add one thing. Uh, fuck Chip. Just thought I'd throw that back out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: so.
1: It's
2: I the it one
0: really scene in this movie that like, I feel like feels super contrived because like. Chip has been like, hey, there's some weird shit going on with your friend and some weird shit going on between you and your friend. And finally, like, she really needs him to be like, oh, yeah, there's some weird shit going on with your friend. And he's like,
1: but are you sure?
2: I, like really? the, I can't believe I'm about to say anything. It gets, in it she, it gets in,
1: even worse. Chip's what yeah. the fuckness gets worse. As the oh, it does. I,
2: I can't believe I'm about to say anything in his defense in the scene. But I think he was like, because there's a moment when she is like, uh, you know, Jennifer is evil. And he's like, I've been telling you this the whole time. So I think Chip was just like mundane evil, right? Like he thought she was regular mean girl evil. So Loveful when his evil. girlfriend... Yeah, when his girlfriend jumps to is possessed by demon, he was not like in an. He wasn't in the right headspace to receive that.
0: <laughs> That's I mean, true, but I, I guess there's I, a point where you can be like, "Hey, no, she's just evil. Like she's always been evil. The demon somebody, thing is not a sudden. It's not a sudden
1: change." <laughs> now, if somebody came to me and said, "Like, hey, this person's an evil murderer or demon person," I'm like, "Okay, fine. I probably wouldn't believe them." But if that that person then like two nights later, fucking <laughs> snuck up on me in the dark, like, like to be, alone, in the to be I may fair, get a little freaked out. I may be like, you know
2: what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take any chances. And, and you know, I'm flipping back around to fuck Chip again, because, because he hated her. And in my experience with people that I hate, if somebody was like, they're a serial killing demon, I would be like, I knew it. I knew it. That's why I didn't like them. <laughs> that would be my immediate reaction.
1: He, like, he goes from being, like, instantly, like, fuck Jennifer to, like, yeah, give Jennifer a chance with, like, nothing in between.
2: So can we talk... Okay, we're, so we're here now. Can we talk about the mean girlness of Jennifer and how we really probably should have seen it before the movie started? <laughs> yes. That was the part that threw me as we immediately get told that she's been mean and toxic. We don't see her be mean and toxic until after she's possessed, though.
1: Well, I mean, I do think we see with, like, when she kind of forces Needy to cancel her plans to go with her to the concert, there's this element. I do think we see like a bit of Jennifer, I- like kind of really like steamrolling over Needy and her wants, and like kind of treating Needy as like her ex- as like an accessory or like a possessive her
2: which... girlfriend <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's quick it's queerness manifesting in unhealthy ways is yeah, what it is. I'm not
2: saying it was perfect, but it to be and maybe this just goes back to the fact that I never liked Chip that I was like, "Yes, pull her pull her away from the sucky guy. Take her to go have some fun. Let's do this." Like there's
0: a possible element here of, of like is her crush on needy and her uh you know connection with needy is that what's causing her to decide to eat everybody who's close to needy, or...
1: I mean, it you know. absolutely yeah. Is, okay. But, like, there's elements where it's like, you know, it's like, it says early on, like, Jennifer controls, like, what needy wears, and will yeah, let I, needy wear certain outfits, and romantic fair. or not, that's just straight up, no. like, controlling toxic behavior.
2: I don't disagree. I feel like what I needed was some scenes, because I was never, it being a horror movie, I was never certain how trustworthy our narrator narrator was about Jennifer, and so I would have needed some, like, evidence of it, other than just needy saying that it was so. I feel and Jennifer like.
1: crossing yeah, so her out. more like more in that more in the act one like
2: more just an actual scene of her doing that would have probably been enough to sell me on it. But the yeah, fact that yeah. it was it was just needy telling her shitty boyfriend that her friend is being a versus, little extra yeah. and you know versus I don't Regina
1: know. George who like we saw that right. action so much. right now, now to be because... fair
0: this movie doesn't like flashbacks so I don't know why we would put <laughs> <laughs> in flashbacks of, of for being uh, mean don't I, I, know right, how we didn't right. do that
2: how would we do it there's no structure in place for that
1: i think there's and to me it's like why it's important that the demon doesn't possess her and like or you know the demon doesn't possess her why the demon doesn't change her personality yeah because it does because it does give jennifer choice because the movie does have to like do this balancing act of jennifer is both a victim and a villain and it yeah. really needs to present her as both in a way where neither detracts from the other and i do think the movie did a great job of
2: that i agree
1: but yeah no i do think there is the element of like okay like it's clear that she's deciding who to kill based on like who needy cares about and like yeah. wants to take that away from needy and i do think it's something because they're like and I don't know if it's an either or or if it's like a combination of the two, like how much of that is like toxic possessiveness and how much of just that is like stay away from my girlfriend.
0: Yeah. And so this that scene where Chip gaslights her is also I, we've definitely mentioned the, the dance before this point that Low Shoulder is coming to the dance and, uh, you know, they're going to play music at the dance. And this is where Needy is like, oh, but the dance, that's where Jennifer is really going to like strike and get a lot of people she seems sure that jennifer is going to go on a rampage jennifer on the other hand only really seems interested in eating chip who needy is sort of broken up with at this point because right. i guess for his own protection i think is is what the idea is because chip know, could even get
2: fucking
1: dumped right <laughs>
0: yeah. and
2: that's really true
0: so, so we we cut to sort of the night of the dance and he's getting ready we get to see chip's uh, little sister
1: the best part of his character again uh. Um, yes, can we she's have, so like, great. The, the sequel is she goes and she finds like Needy and then Needy trains her and they just like, go Ugh. on the vigilante spree. <laughs> I
2: love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I loved her little crown and the photos. I was like, yes, yes, girl.
0: Also, somewhere in the course of this, I think we get an introduction of her earlier, but uh, Amy Sedaris mm-hmm. is Needy's yeah. mom.
1: Yeah, and, uh, so She doesn't random. have a lot to do, but she's great in
0: the little bit she does have to do.
1: I did spend most of her role going is
2: that amy sedaris i think that's amy sedaris what a random scene yeah i don't know
0: yeah so she you know does up her hair gets her fancy dress on goes to the dance chip doesn't show up because chip decides to come separately by walking slowly through the park in the fog.
1: Like a um, fucking idiot.
2: Okay, so this part also it kind of, this is one of the few moments where the movie kind of lost me. He's, his mom is paranoid enough about the murderer that's killing boys to give him, uh, it's called Pink Panic Pepper Spray, which mm. I loved, but lets him cut through the woods and I say lets him because she knows he did it later, so she knows and lets him go. She's not. That's, drive
0: him to the prom. That
1: to me, that whole sequence felt the most like horror movie contrived. Yeah. Things that feels like only happen in a horror movie and it's when you're like, no, don't split up and go into the creepy basement right. by yourself.
2: <laughs> I knew, all it would have taken is like one line for him to be like, oh no, I a friend's picking me up or something. Like to make it make sense. But it wasn't there. She just lets him go walk through the woods with his pepper spray. Also, yeah, what the so- fuck, Chip? There's a murderer around. Why are you yeah. going through the woods? Fucking Chip, honestly, try a little harder.
0: Yeah, so so Needy goes looking for him and uh, finds his corsage that he has shown her previously lying
1: his twelve dollar corsage. I wrote that down. <laughs> Which he was so distraught about her breaking yeah, he up was, with him. He was very upset about wasting <laughs> that twelve dollars. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> we've
0: seen we've seen Jennifer show up and tell tell him a series of lies about why Needy hates him and is breaking up with him. There is no reason he should buy, or no reason he should continue even listening to Jennifer at this point, but he does. Nope. But
2: nope. she does look fantastic in that black and white dress. She I does. feel like it, yes. amazing. That was the best costume
1: in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile- and, then flo- and then when she's floating in it later oh, yes. on, oh, just, oh, killer.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, Needy is wearing something from Stranger Things. I don't understand at all what that dress was.
1: And again, another example of fuck Chip, whose dying words are "You that dress looks great." I'm like, fuck off, Chip. (laughs) No, it doesn't.
2: Imagine that being your last words. Not like you know, you're so wonderful, but hey, that dress looks great. Okay, Chip, die.
1: Whatever you think, (laughs) like the poofiest 80s shoulder pads, like 80s shoulder ruffles, could be poofier, and you're there. And her hair was so bad
2: in 80s.
0: It feels like there's a line that's missing here in this like montage leading up to this where Amy Sedaris is like, and you can wear my dress from prom. Right. Then, Cause like, that would have yeah. made
2: sense because Needy has not had time to go get a dress. It would perfectly make sense for her to do that, but it's not there and it's not in the unrated version either.
0: Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, she finds the corsage and assumes that, uh, Jennifer has dragged him off to the abandoned aquatic center nearby. Fucking brilliant detective work. Um, <laughs> which is a great set, which is it's the
2: as far best. as I can tell
0: oh. never alluded to to this point, but
2: it is so it, good. Yes. It was like horror movie peak moment. I was so happy. The minute they walked in there, I was like, this is what I'm here for.
0: The, you mean the minute that Needy tumbles out of the window <laughs> and down the vines. <laughs> into this nobody
1: yes. fucking uses doors in this movie <laughs> everybody's just constantly tumbling through windows i think there's I also, like four instances of window thumb they don't even get there and they get and there's when they get it go through the window to get out of the bar <laughs> everyone's going through windows this i don't movie, know what it means i don't know what the symbolism of that. this movie is
2: firmly anti-door <laughs> <laughs> One thing we can be sure. Before she goes tumble again, though, she has her best line of the movie, and it's important that she does not curse before this. But her first time really cursing is the please give me the power to crush this bitch prayer. And yes, I, I
0: wrote this, this down. No, St. They... Jude, the patron saint of, Lasca, of hopeless causes, please give me the power to crush this bitch.
1: Which so is... did they... Did they draw attention to Needy never cursing beforehand? Because I remember Jenna was like, "Oh, you say I again like she didn't, but like did they but draw she attention to like you don't swear?"
2: I noticed it. I mean, okay. I don't think anyone had a line, but she definitely was like freaking, and other people would be cursing, and she would th- say things like freaking, and she said, "Gosh darn it!" at one point. Uh, so, yeah, so they drew a t- some attention, attention to it. Because
1: when, oh. when Jennifer said, like, you said fuck, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess she hasn't been swearing up until now. I hadn't really thought of it. But it is a good, char- it, it is a good, like, character note for her.
2: Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. It by definitely
1: is more of a here. transition than, like, I'm a kicker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, by the, time, by the time Needy gets there, uh, Jennifer already has Chip in the pool chomping on him, um, <laughs> I don't know why they had to get in the pool for that. Uh, everybody's still fully dressed at this point. Actually, yeah,
1: knowing the whole events of the movie now, why the fuck is needy so mean to those orderlies? <laughs> she's so mean to them. I, Nothing in the movie explains why she's just beating up hospital employees. Is
2: she just a little bit demon? Is that, is
0: that, I, I have a theory about I'm this when, we, when we get back roll. to that layer of flashback.
2: Okay, okay. I'm very um, curious.
0: Yeah, so... Um, have they have the pool fight uh (laughs) jennifer floats uh and (laughs) she identifies it as flying
2: (laughs) oh that was (laughs)
1: great
2: that was the line i was about to quote where she's like she's just hovering and jennifer goes do you have to undermine everything i do
1: (laughs) that was some more big that was some more big like what we do in the shadows energy
2: I also like, do like that. It kind of it goes into the fact that their friendship is toxic both directions. It isn't just Jennifer that hasn't yeah. been a good friend.
1: But that's the yeah. again. That's another thing I wish we had seen more yeah. of. I, like after that line, I wish I could think back and be like, oh, you know what? There was that scene in Act One where like right? Jennifer was proud of something. Like, and there isn't really that scene. But I, again, that to me it was such like what makes this movie just so so firmly locked in like spo in the spoopy category. Is it's yes. like this is the the big horror climax and it's still delivering absolutely killer one-liners
0: yeah
2: it really does
1: it
0: that bit's really fantastic i'm not as crazy about the uh they, they started to have a fight and chip manages to do the one useful thing he's done the whole time and stab jennifer with the broken uh pool scoop um and then (laughs) <laughs> jennifer delivers <laughs> what what was the line you wanted to quote
1: there
2: she asked for a tampon yeah, I just, what does, does she... she have
1: a t- I, I forget what she says afterwards she says
2: right? she says something like because you seem like you're on the rag or something like that Plugging. As well
3: she says
0: plugging, plugging. Yeah. that's what yeah. it is
2: <laughs> but i did love the do you have a tampon that was funny yeah i <laughs>
0: Yeah, to, to fill the hole in her chest, which
1: is gushing blood that, currently. Like
2: that. And, and Megan
1: Fox just delivers that line.
2: This is also the moment of the, I thought you only murdered boys. And she goes, I go both ways.
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. we stand a canon bisexual We do!
2: Uh, bisexual cannibals.
1: At which point, having been stabbed, We're here. Jennifer We're again We're going to eat you.
2: Yes, when they said "be gay, do crimes," they didn't specify which crimes. I'm just saying.
0: I mean, cannibalism is technically a crime. It's it
2: is. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so, so again, uh, Jennifer uh, exits through the window because fuck doors um, yeah. <laughs> after having been stabbed, and then uh, Chip dies with a terrible, terrible last line, um, and and is is gone, and I guess Needy has to go uh, avenge her. Terrible hetero partner against her uh, lesbian <laughs> gay friend uh, <laughs> gal pal, and so we've actually cows. caught up. We've actually <laughs> we've actually caught up to the third flashback level.
2: I guess, like, which so, we don't see again, confusingly.
0: Yeah, Th- this mean, movie is, may
2: be a crossover with Inception. We don't know.
0: <laughs> Needy is at Jennifer's house, uh, preparing to wrestle her in bed.
2: Amazing. In
0: um, she can you her, get
2: the subtext, folks? She asks her if she gets all her murder weapons at Home Depot, and says, "So, Butch."
1: <laughs> I wrote in my i wrote uh, i wrote my notes for this was just get in big. Like I just hook up the whole page. Gay, underline, <laughs> underline, underline. Also,
0: also, I don't know. I was trying to figure this out if like how how much of this was intended when when they wrote this line but needy says it's for cutting boxes and i was like is this a is this a sex
1: joke is this like i, de- I, de- I, de- I definitely that like i definitely thought like is needy about to stab her in the crotch what the fuck
2: <laughs> i definitely had a moment there too where i was like excuse me what now like- <laughs> That's
1: definitely, like, I'm like, that's definitely the one-liner you say, like, before you stab her in the crotch. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Was, that line was like, uh, I think we took a step too far down this path. It was it was
1: like, just, that okay. was the line where I'm like, hey, I feel like this is text, but I don't know what it's saying. Anymore. <laughs> that was the whole
2: scene for me. There's never been a gayer scene on screen than them levi- them levitating on top of each other above the bed. I was just like, my brain just exploded
0: So yeah the Megan Fox is <laughs> levitating off the ground and uh, they've flipped over in midair and needy uh, pulls off Megan Fox's half of the best friend's necklace and Which does she is, she is something. So-
1: so because distraught, and apparently reasons? the levitation
2: powers were in the necklace. Because reasons, did you did you know there was a necklace? I had fully forgotten that. I point. definitely
1: had the thought. I was like, <laughs> wait, is that why you have the psychic link? Because she was wearing the necklace when she got sacrament. Is that how demons work? Because I had the psychic, psychic link psychic
2: before that. Do BFF necklaces? Yeah, they, they
0: had a psychic link previously. It just got more intense from, after
2: she died. I assumed it was from the flashback where she sucked her blood. I was assuming yeah, that's why you know how you, the you conclusion transmit I came to. it really Psychic. is
1: like <laughs> it really is like needy rips off the necklace and then Jennifer's levitation powers immediately just turn off Jennifer's eyes are an emotional
0: are like, thing like she, I guess she's broken I guess up with like, her. Hey, I know she's you've been like, trying to ah.
1: murder me, but like you took our B. We're not BFFs.
2: Like it was all fun was, and games until that necklace came off, and then yeah, it was a, real.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was all flirting for Jennifer at this point, up till the necklace <laughs> came off, and it's like, wait, we're so we, not. Do we have we're to? We're not gal
2: pals anymore. Do we have to redefine our relationship now? Is that what's happening here?
0: Yeah. So Jennifer falls, and the needy falls on top of her and stabs her with the the box cutter in. And Jennifer says something about her stabbing her in the boob.
1: Um, Yeah.
2: Oh, she's like, oh, she's my boob. boob." And she goes, no, your heart.
1: Which Again, and somehow Megan Fox manages to deliver the words, my boob, just so fantastically.
2: Such a great moment where you could see on her face that she thought the source of her weakness was her boobs.
0: (laughs) I mean...
1: Jennifer never like- actually learned all the demon part of it. She might legitimately think that's where the demon was, like in <laughs> the boobs. She's like,
2: I thought the demon, you know, I already said well, they, they were like smart bombs. And- yeah, She's, like, right.
1: <laughs> thought- I- She's like, I thought that was the foreshadowing, was my thing about the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Chekhov's gun. I- the Chekhov's boobs.
0: <laughs> uh, also, in the course of this fight, Jennifer bites Needy, which oh, is yes. plot relevant shortly. Ooh. So yeah, she, she kills Jennifer. Like Jennifer's mom comes in and uh, is arrested and taken to the psychiatric ward and I, we're back at the start of the I movie. I did
1: have the thought of like, from the perspective of Jennifer's mom, like, that Terrifying. has to be one of the most horrific things imaginable is like your daughter, you walk in on your daughter being mur- stabbed to death and murdered by her best friend And you have no idea why.
2: There's a lot to unpack there.
1: Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, this character has never appeared. I'm like, I might feel worse for you than anyone else in this movie. (laughs) Right? You gotta wonder
0: if it's a brief, like, oh, you guys are in bed together. I I knew this was coming. And, oh, no, (laughs) you've been stabbed.
2: She's like, oh, I thought you were lesbian, gay, not cannibal murderers. Why not both? Why not both? Oh.
0: So so yes, we're back at the uh, original point of the timeline where she, Amanda Seyfried Needy has been locked up in solitary confinement because she keeps kicking people. I guess. <laughs> and my theory is that she is in solitary confinement so that she can then float up to the high window in solitary confinement and kick the window out, um, which she does and gets out. So I think she's just kicking people so that she can get somewhere that she can break out with nobody knowing. Um, it just feels like at some point,
2: it during the movie that we've seen she should have kicked somebody i just it felt like with that line at the beginning and that being the way she ends it there should have been like a kick it, at any point it definitely feels
1: like there's a whole movie between like jennifer's body in this epilogue but i'm worried <laughs> that movie is sucker punch so i don't want to see uh, it
2: oh i oh no why did you remind me that <laughs> sucker punch exists
0: Ah. <laughs> uh. I I still haven't seen Sucker Punch. So so.
1: the joke I like to make is I honestly don't know if I've seen Sucker Punch. (laughs) Has has it been been playing on a screen? Yes. Were my eyes open and facing it? Absolutely. Did I see it? No clue. (laughs)
2: The most like damning thing I can say about Sucker Punch is that I accidentally hit the button on my laptop that made it go at half speed, and I watched it that way for twenty minutes and didn't realize the movie had changed.
0: That's <laughs> this is all part of the uh, the the film school of of uh, the, that
1: that particular director's it's, movies. It's, it's, it's called mise en scène, Chris. <laughs>
2: It was just a longer slow mo scene than usual. I wasn't phased by it.
1: This is this is the same director if you who did that directed that with a... It just breaks the time continuum.
0: <laughs> this is the same director who directed a movie with, with Chris's favorite character, where my reaction
1: afterwards was: Was it
0: a movie though?
1: Like we're talking about the we're talking about the Guardian Owls movie, right?
0: <laughs> yes, definitely the Guardian Owls movie. Guardian Owls versus. we're
1: talking about?
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it was actually bats, not owls. Uh, 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 but yeah it's that that was definitely a movie where like i i went out of my way not to see that movie in theaters and then i was at a comic convention back You're in my hotel room is with better. nothing going on and it was on hbo and i was like well i'm technically not supporting it and at least i can know what people are talking about <laughs> and then afterwards i was like this is a whole like rant but like that same weekend I watched that and I tried to watch X-Men
1: Apocalypse. Oh. And
0: I came down oh. on the side of like
1: I'm not joining I'm not joining in on the I I like Batman v Superman, but I'll jump on board the X-Men Apocalypse. Right? I
0: came down on the like right? I I would barely classify Batman v Superman as a movie, but I made it through that and I shut off Apocalypse because like I'll I'll take the weirdness of Batman v Superman and like uh, is it a movie? Does it have any kind of narrative structure at all? What's it about? Nobody knows. Over Apocalypse, where they like introduce Magneto's wife and child in the first 10 minutes. Just so they can murder
1: Rose Byrne's entire purpose in that movie is to make (laughs) Xavier and Magneto seem less gay for each other. And it does not work. Does not work.
2: They are so gay for each other. (laughs) Not even
1: a little bit. Look, we
2: all saw Days of Future Past. They die holding hands. You can't take that from me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, McAvoy and Fassbender just... I I recently saw Atomic Blonde, and I'm realizing, like, any movie where Fassbender's just fucking gone and slightly insane where M- McAvoy's gone slightly insane. I'm yeah. um, in for a good time.
2: You know what's sad is for a whole minute there, I was like, oh, Michael Fassbender was in that movie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's just
1: weirdly ripped James McAvoy in a series yes. of, like, sweater vests,
2: tank tops. <laughs> and he's amazing. I love <laughs> that. Ripped. I love Atomic Blonde. I was he's very, very I was on China. drugs.
0: <laughs> and...
2: He was very on yes. drugs. Uh, he's I doing... definitely
1: saw it's, it's X-Men James.
2: Apocalypse. But I remember nothing. You could tell me anything happened in that movie and I'd be like, "Okay, that sounds right."
1: I have I never gotten if, if I could
3: have
0: read X-Men or any of that stuff. I literally they literally they killed Magneto's daughter and wife like 15 minutes in and I was like, "I know everything I need to know about this movie." To me, we are done. It says
1: everything that the best scene in the movie and the scene that's the absolute emotional heart of everything is a fucking deleted scene. What is it? It's the it's the it's where uh, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Jubilee, and Cyclops go to the shopping mall. Oh yeah, I forgot that
2: was deleted. My brain just decided it yeah. was part of the
1: movie. It's lighthearted. It's fun. It's charming. It's endearing, and also it shows the world of Xavier's dream. It shows a world of mutants and humans coexisting. It shows us the world that the X-Men now have to defend. Uh. It's the heart of this movie. And they deleted
2: it. And if it, crazy makes you, people. if it makes you feel better, you're not the only one who never got to Apocalypse. The script writers also never got to
1: Apocalypse. <laughs> Jason oh. Isaacs, you deserve so much better. Or Jason he deserves... So... Oscar Isaac. Uh, he deserves <laughs> so much Isaac better. Jason Isaac would
0: also deserve better, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the movie. Okay. You
1: deserve to be a better Ivan Ooze than Ivan Ooze, who's <laughs> honestly a pretty great villain. I'm a big Ivan Ooze fan. He was super <laughs> fun in Power Rangers. Ah, uh, true. All right.
0: So we're, we're almost done with this plot. So Batman and X-Men aside. So, okay, we're back in the original timeline. She kicks the door out, meanwhile, telling us that getting bit by a demon and not dying means that you have some special demon powers now. That
1: fucking demon um, lawyer, he's back at it again. <laughs> added in yeah. them sub clauses. I'm
2: not yeah, gonna so lie, we, so this was kind of dumb, I will admit, but I loved it and I screamed with joy when she had powers. I was like, oh, yes, 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 queen
0: yeah because oh, what it means leave. is that she can go go catch a ride uh hitchhike and go uh track down low shoulder which is how the movie ends she's gone off to track down low shoulder and i was like man i really wish that we'd got to see low shoulder die and then the credits start
1: rolling and
2: still didn't get to see them die properly i was a little let down by that
1: yeah you, you when they were them... when it's like when they showed up at the school dance i'm like oh this is it they're gonna like somehow the action climax is gonna involve them there's probably gonna be another fire like they're gonna die like okay cool i get Uh, everything's coming together and then it's like wait and then act all of act three happened i'm like so did they just have a normal concert and then go home
2: (laughs) Yeah, apparently they had their last normal
1: concert as far as well i'm guessing they probably had a few other shows in between i mean i'm guessing needy being like there was a trial and he was sentenced that's fair. like and like i'm guessing she was probably transferred like i'm guessing they had a few more moms
2: that's fair it took
1: a little while to work through the criminal justice system
0: as far as we know the school did not also burn down in is it a, <laughs> is it on purpose is it magic who knows so it might
1: have just been like a freak electrical fire and this movie just starts with like 30 people dying in nothing more than a free, horrific accident <laughs> because the true monster is existence.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> skeevy bars. And skeevy yes. bars that don't and
1: skeevy bars that aren't up to the fire code. It's true. I mean that place go like that place burns to the ground in seconds.
2: It is as if they have just made it out of lighter fluid.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the the scene where they go like where they're going through Go, the, you know, what's left of the bar is very, like, that's also another very post nine eleven y scene.
1: Like, yeah. um, the curtain uh, catches fire, and within 10 seconds, the roof is collapsing. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: it's bad. Um, <laughs> it's a bad bar. Um, it is a
2: bad bar. It serves terrible drinks that aren't really even equal. It's the only bar in
1: Devil's Kettle, which is, oh, poor Devil's Kettle.
2: Poor Devil's <laughs> Kettle, indeed. Also... I don't know that this means anything, but apparently... So at the beginning of the movie, she says that they throw things into Devil's Kettle and no one's ever been able to find it. We briefly see them throwing all these, like, science balls in there. Yes, I'm a scientist and I just call them science balls. I don't do that kind of research. Uh, and then, the, you know, the you know, knife mean goes you're not, in You you're not
1: a mysterious waterfall researcher?
2: Somehow I've made wrong choices in my <laughs> life, and I'm not a <laughs> mysterious waterfall researcher. I don't know how I did this.
0: It's a very specialized field.
2: It feels like, it feels like something I should have done, but here we are. So then at the end, she finds that knife, and that's what she uses to kill um, the band. And there are all the science balls. So apparently it's all been just coming out the other side, just down the road slightly. Apparently and for- these science balls near- are
1: very, very bad sensors. <laughs>
2: <They're> actually <laughs> yeah. the worst scientists ever.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, so Near the, the mental thought- institution is where the science balls have been coming out. The
1: way I thought that was going to go was... When they spent a lot of time focusing on Adam Brody like throwing the knife in and showing right. that going in, my thought was like, "Oh, I bet you this is like going to like come out of the water hole somehow." And it's like, "Oh, maybe like Blue Shoulder isn't killed, but like that knife comes back out and like and that and like they trace it and like they go to jail for murder." This is but not no. that movie. Yeah, no, like instead she just finds it. Yeah, I really thought I thought <laughs> that I thought that this thing that would that they set up so much would have some sort of plot relevance, but it didn't. If that would okay. happen
0: in this movie, they would get off on some sort of uh, weird technicality of well, yes. she didn't actually die; she came back in a demon body. You see,
2: and they, their demon lawyer shows up in person for that scene, and he's just like, "Ha ha!"
0: <laughs> now I'm no earthbound lawyer, but in hell where I come from. <laughs>
1: I was imagining Mr. Burns' blue hair lawyer with the glasses from <laughs> The sentence. I, I was just,
0: I was just, it was just Mike Pence in my head. Uh, so,
3: <laughs> which is exactly
0: right how I see speak, Mike Pence in that, uh, in that debate with... Uh,
1: yeah, so for anyone listening to this, we're recording this while the vice presidential debate is going on. And I'm so glad that this is how we're spending <laughs> our time instead of
2: watching that. Ugh. I would rather talk about lesbian gay cannibals any day. So
1: I mean, I hope they're also talking about lesbian gay cannibals at the I debate. guess we'll never
2: know. Oh. <laughs> Fucking, come on, co- fuck, come on Kamala Come on, talk
0: about the issues.
1: The week.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to, tw- apropos of nothing, tweet out Did they talk about the lesbian gays?
1: <laughs> Look, I'm sure SNL will just give me the Maya Rudolph recap and I'll watch that. Exactly. All right, Jim so, Carrey is murdered,
0: and out. <laughs> and everything's done. We've we've finished the film. More more emo tunes play uh, through the trees. I think <laughs> plays again over
1: the credits. Um, yes,
2: over their death scene, I think. Yes. Right,
1: which is perfect. Yeah, it is for perfect for sure.
2: Their um, death scene was funny. It wasn't satisfying, but it was funny. I will oh, say. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. I I mean there's a this sounds terrible but I really I would have really liked to see uh, Adam Brody just just get stabbed a few good times <laughs> this like, sounds
2: terrible but I wanted to see the delight leave his eyes <laughs>
1: hey David Sandberg always time in Shazam too oh, no
0: <laughs> i I just wanna I just want to know that he didn't he didn't go easy you know he just <laughs> dragged himself bloodily down a hallway at some point with you know, with Amanda Seyfried stalking him.
2: What song I, do you think she sang while she killed him?
1: I hope AFI's <laughs> Miss Murder.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That that's, is the best now thing. thinking of it,
1: sh- it's shocking that that's not on the soundtrack.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> shocking. Uh yeah. They must have just not got the rights for it. That's the only explanation.
1: Like, I need, like, guitar hero Jennifer's body. No. <laughs> Which is just, like, all the best,
2: like, I feel like
1: that's another element, like, for as much as the movie's themes and ideas are proving, like, very relevant and, like, and timely and aging, like, very well, this movie, I feel like, also is just, like, a nice coda or a nice part of this whole, like, 2000s emo punk revival we're going through yeah. right now.
0: How, did, how do we feel about it? How did it deal with stuff? I our first The first question I put together here was, like, Was this fun? Like, did we enjoy this
1: movie? Oh, this movie is so much fun. This
2: movie is a blast to watch, and it's even more of a blast to think about, I I have found. So since I've watched it in the last, like, 12 hours since I finished it, I have not stopped thinking about it for one solid second.
1: It's been, like, five days for me, and it is still just, like, I'm still just, like, churning it over in my head. Like, this movie is a lot of fun, and it gives you a lot that stays with you.
2: Yeah, I this movie deserves to have been quoted as much as Mean Girls has, and I'm sad that that didn't happen for it. I Feel like yeah,
0: just in, just in talking about it and researching it for this, like I, I found that like I remember when I watched it, it was one of those movies that like had not been well received critically, and mm-hmm. when I watched it, I was like, no, that was actually pretty good. Like I I enjoyed that movie, and I'm, I'm happy to-, to see that it's found like a cult following in the years since.
1: I definitely get why straight white, why a lot of like straight men in two thousand nine wouldn't maybe feel uncomfortable about this movie, and I think that it's for all the reasons why it was panned initially. Panned are all the reasons why it's good. Like this is just one. This is just a case where the reviewers just like did not get it.
2: It was not marketed to the right crowd. It was not sold no. as a movie that women would like, like, at all. As I remember it coming out, I didn't think it was something I would have wanted to watch. No, but-
1: it was... And then I feel like there's even been articles about how it's, like, one of the worst marketing campaigns of all time. It was completely marketed as, like, hey, like, boys, did you, like... Are you horny for Megan Fox after Transformers? Well, here she is. It's, like, this sexy murder monster. And that's yeah. not... It's, like... That's not this movie's audience,
2: even no. a little bit. No, it is not.
1: This no, is for so, like, hey, every, hey, fucking preteen queer girl, are you ready to learn a whole bunch about yourself? <laughs> have we got the movie for you?
2: <laughs> are you so ready to have a lifetime of weird... Worse. Oh, no.
0: So according to uh, Karen Kusama, uh, the entire marketing team for this was male. What? And surprise. One, of, of course. one of their of ideas was. for how to promote this movie was to have... Uh, megan fox to interviews with porn sites um,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: to to promote the movie and apparently (sighs) karen kusama jumped on that grenade for her and was like yeah you cannot uh, you cannot tell megan that you're thinking about that we're not at all interested in that don't (laughs) don't do it um was like yeah she she said that she was worried like uh that megan would be very discouraged by it which like understandable
1: yeah. Right. I, um that must be that must be so frustrating to have the people in charge of promoting your movie so not understand anything you're going for on a such a fundamental level. Right. Especially and we, when you've made something oh, sorry.
2: No I was just gonna say we know from you know later interviews that a lot of why she isn't really acting anymore is because of that like stuff like that happening to her and just never being taken seriously it just makes me so sad to hear that it would have actually almost was worse. And again like she's fantastic in this movie. She's so good. Uh, Can you imagine a scenario where she'd kept acting and we would have Gotten her as like a scream queen, I would have been so down for that.
1: She would have been like, she would have been like a whole new kind. she could have been like a whole new kind of horror icon. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's funny. After after watching this, I I went online and it was just like, hey, who has hot takes on Jennifer's body? And um, basically everybody that responded to me, almost like mostly comics people, are like, I love it. non ironically, the marketing was effed up, but it was great. Uh, I don't have hot takes. I just love this movie. My hot take is it's amazing. Love it. One of my favorite Adam Brody roles. It's an October must. Um, Like, yeah, it's just, you know, love for for Megan Fox and Adam Brody and and the movie in
1: general. Um, Like, I mean, this is a movie we've been talking about now for like an hour and a half. And our biggest quibble and our biggest complaint has been, oh, I wish some character traits had been like better established early on honestly <laughs> yeah that's and, it you know that's
2: having
0: all. one or two black people in it would have been nice
1: yeah oh yeah and and don't use the r word and don't use the r word quite so much or at all and maybe have a person of maybe have a character of color who isn't referred to by their
2: ethnicity and their yeah gender. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i uh I, I had a bunch of questions here but I, I think we've pretty much answered about uh how it made me how it made us feel are we glad we watched it is it going to keep you up at night <laughs> Are you thinking well, about this one at night?
2: I I, mean, I will lay awake at night just thinking about that scene between Needy and Jennifer. But I think that's not what you meant.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I guess you know.
1: It is it is sort of. I have nothing. I have nothing to add to Chris's response.
2: <laughs> we we are laying awake at night thinking about this movie, but not in fear. No no.
0: <laughs> yeah it's. It, it doesn't keep me up at night the same way that, like, The Babadook does. Like, No. There's still, no. there no, still that's a queer where I think icon. about The Babadook, and I'm like, <laughs>
1: that,
2: Yeah, it, no.
1: Us freaked me the fuck out. Like, uh, <laughs> no, that was a movie where I was like, Yeah, doc- Us was a movie for, like, The like for weeks person's gonna weeks after, get was, me. For weeks after that,
0: I was just, like, looking up theories about it on the internet and <laughs> listening to podcasts. I-
2: I was deeply confused by that movie, Jeremy, until your wife explained it to me. And then I, I, I love it now. <laughs> our very first conversation with your wife, Alicia, was just her explaining us to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. My partner spent a lot of years in Santa Cruz, so I like that I can add us to the to, and Lost Boys to the list of horror movies that strangely take place in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is a creepy place, man. It, it boardwalks are just like there's so much of that like coney island style boardwalk that just lends itself to horror yeah all right
0: yeah i think um so on to sort of these questions that that we're theoretically thinking about here most of which we've touched on at some point about like the the progressive politics of this movie i think it's it's really interesting there's one that we're gonna hit on i'm gonna go for right away that. I think it completely fails, which is its characters of color and its discussion of, of race whatsoever.
3: Absolutely, um,
2: there there is no discussion yeah. of race whatsoever. It's and what just discussion not of even. race
1: is? Look, that person's different than us, and now he's dead. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm
1: yeah. yeah. From he's India the, and he's is the only a real character. big
0: strike against this movie.
1: <laughs> also, for what also for what's worth, like they actually show pretty much all the other victims being like heavily mourned. Like they take the time to show characters mourning yeah. for them. Nobody mourns for like the one person of color. who's there. Yeah. He does,
0: In a flashback off screen.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, no, this movie, I, you know, given an A on queer issues, but it's a big old failing grade on race. Absolutely. Yeah, the,
0: the only other character of color really is Chastity, which is the the other girl in their class who uh, I think is just there <laughs> because she was in Juno and she's like... A, you know, they they plugged her in to deliver the, yeah. um, the the couple of lines that they need to come from somebody in the class. Yeah. Um, which, like, the actress is, is good, but, yeah, there's yeah. no...
1: She's fine, uh, but it's not like you can be like, oh, yeah, no, that's a character with, yeah. like... That's a rep- good representation. No. It's just a character.
0: Yeah, so that's... It's, it's the one area where it, it fails pretty heavily, uh, along with... Um, you know we talked about mental illness and, and uh disability um you know which the closest it comes to it is is repeated use of the r word in ways that are, are deeply uncomfortable
1: <laughs> and however the fuck jk simmons lost his hand even, <laughs> yeah want to know the answers to that mystery <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I guess the mental illness aspect of it being apparently she lives in Gotham because they just put her right in an asylum. Um, so. <laughs> they
1: they do they straight up stick her in Arkham.
2: <laughs> they really do. Joker is like over there. She says hi to Harley Quinn, you know. Well, I feel like yeah.
1: in a in a different world, this was definitely Amanda Seyfried's Harley Quinn like audition tape.
2: Ooh, I love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, maybe that's a version of of Joker and Harley Quinn or uh, no that oh no wait amanda fox, a megan, a fox is I- the or megan fox megan fox would be great oh. poison ivy
2: amanda yeah. fox as poison ivy and amanda i mean amanda, megan fox as yeah. poison ivy and amanda Seyfried as harley quinn would be the best thing that has ever happened
1: uh, watch anyway watch harley quinn now on hbo max <laughs> it's
2: a good it. show it is a good show
0: yeah uh i still haven't watched it um because I I started to watch it and then my children came downstairs and it's definitely not appropriate for them. Not kids. Nope,
2: don't do
1: that. Don't let them see Dr. Psycho. Oh no.
0: All right, do we want to talk about, uh, I I just have the question here of, of, is this movie feminist and how does it treat his female characters? Like, how how do we feel about that?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's very progressive, um, pretty much in every way. They're so fully realized. They have so much agency. Yes, it's feminist. Oh, yeah. I de- I declare it so.
1: <laughs> I mean, and so much. Of what I was talking about like, I feel like it's it's having conversations that we uh, that we weren't having in two thousand nine that we're having now. Like, yeah. if anything, like, it's so in that regard. It's so like it's ahead. It's downright ahead of its time.
2: It is in that regard, and in the queer rep, it's very ahead yeah. of its time.
0: Yeah, I I think it does a lot. I mean, we talked about it as as we went to sort of quietly undermine tropes in horror, especially as it as it pertains to female characters. Like, I, I think there's a tendency to have, when there is something approaching a female monster, to have them have sort of that Catwoman problem of like, yeah. oh yeah, they're a bad guy. They do bad things, but like they don't really want to be bad, you know? They're just drawn yeah. that way.
1: We know what the most important scene in the movie is. The second most important scene <laughs> is... Needy, when she's like confronting Jennifer and like the gross, awesome horror pool, and she points out, like, <laughs> you could have got like, you could have gone after like any guy, like, why yeah. do you insist on going after people I care about? And yeah, because to me, that was the one where it's like, there is a toxic villainess to Jennifer that has nothing to do with this demon or possession. And I think I'm like, that I'm like, oh, this is where the movie. Really crystallizes just how masterfully it manages to have portrayed Jennifer as both victim and villain. I agree. Like, in equal measure, like without taking away from the other.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Jennifer is genuinely monstrous even when she's not a demon. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, like I think, like, and again, I think what the movie wanted to do, and again, we were talking about maybe the, it didn't do a good enough job really showing this, is that like, even that if this whole demon possession never happened like Jennifer would still grow up to be a very like a very emotionally manipulative person
2: right like yeah, for sure. like no I was gonna say but needy is not then what the what horror movies often do with the final girl she's not pure and innocent either which I think I like because I mean there's the fact that she, her nickname is needy like we haven't mentioned that but yeah. I think that's relevant right to she's what is a- going on with her character she she she's, needs yeah. and drains from jennifer in the same way or in a different way but in a related way they're toxic together
1: she's I, honestly one of my favorite horror protagonists like I agree. ever like, she, I agree. like she's just so much she's like no she has so much more agency and nuance and complexity than any like y than any like of the typical like final right. g- girl in horror movies, like, again, the fact that she yeah. gets to be sexually active, that she gets to be like toxic in her own right, that we eventually just get to see her like do transform and grow more assertive and like, yeah and from it, like uh, she's just a, such a great, well-rounded character who never feels like she's truly just representing like innocence the way that so many final girls do. She just feels like she's allowed to be herself.
2: I agree. Yeah, I feel like we're seeing more of that in movies now with like Happy Death Day and Ready or Not, but having this back then, I feel like this was not happening in movies very much, in horror movies. I mean,
1: this was still when we were having like, a Saw movie every single year. Right.
0: Yeah, uh, I think uh, You're Next is another one of those where, you know, yeah. uh, the the female lead is uh, capable. <laughs> yeah, having, having just watched uh, a lot of horror movies recently, it, it definitely stands out when, you know, the, the female lead is uh, decent. It doesn't just stumble into surviving.
2: Right. Um, no, it's like actively a participant in her survival. And then so, just has her like ending where she kills the band and we don't even know what she does, but she's just like owning her life.
1: I will say this. This movie does not have a happy ending, but one move, uh, horror movie that comes out even a few years before Jennifer's body. uh with I definitely had like a lot of great uh, women protagonists. Was uh, the Descent? Oh
3: in
0: yeah, two
1: thousand five. The Descent but is one is, I definitely like to talk about on here. At some that point. is n- that is not spooky. That is very like heebie jeebies.
2: Well, I haven't seen that one.
0: That oh, oh that's uh, that's tr- a good one. That's definitely one of those for, that like yeah. the end of that movie was like oh boy. Oh,
2: I am quite claustrophobic. I might watch it anyway. It's fine.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. This is trigger warning for a claustrophobia. For sure,
2: I am definitely that person that'll hear you say that and watch it anyway, and then get very scared. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's this
0: some elements of claustrophobia. There's a lot of like jump scares, but they're kind of earned jump scares in that movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I was, I was just watching Slumber Party Massacre, which just has a <laughs> series of jump scares. Like so many people grab other people by the
1: shoulder from off screen Ooh. in that movie. That like, I,
2: why does that happen in movies? I've never done that to anyone in real life.
1: I feel like this movie did like the jump scare, did more jump scare fake outs than it did actual jump scares.
2: That's true. There was a lot of her shutting a door and there not being anything there.
0: It's surprising. I feel like it actively resisted doing horror tropey stuff in, I agree. in ways that were good. And I think I don't. I don't know how much of this you can attribute to the writer, or the director, or just the movie itself. But there are. There's no doubt that like there is there are sexy scenes and then this movie thinks uh Megan Fox is sexy, but they don't there's no nudity in this movie. Like
2: No, and there isn't uh, there isn't a lot of male gaze. Like there's a lot of them looking at each other, but there isn't yeah. really and if there is a male gaze at all, it's because she's using it to murder them. Um yeah. so. I yeah, I appreciated that. Like, even there's like even a scene where they're—I don't even remember why this is happening at this point. So many scenes like this in the movie, but there's a scene where they're talking about each other's boobs and like touching them or whatever, and it's not sexualized at all. It's just like friends.
1: Yeah, if anything, it's like a comedy scene.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, because there's a there's a scene after you are starting to realize that uh, Jennifer is is possessed, where they just do a like sexy swimming naked across a lake scene. Um yeah. but like a- apparently first of all she's not actually naked in that scene. But beyond that, like as she's getting out of the water, they move the camera up yep. with her so that like it's it's intentionally not
1: plus too- again, like in the again like the in terms of what the gaze is to me like that isn't a scene meant to be like, ooh, here's Megan Fox being sexy in a lake right. titillated. Like see that was such a scene that like communicated this like control and power yeah. that she now had mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, I my thought in that scene was genuinely like what a smart way to get rid of the blood <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah I, I think the the only point where the the gaze is ever like particularly sexual in this movie is is the kiss and i don't think that's particularly the male gaze.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's a risk with in a in a movie like this where that could be sexualized too, right? Where it could be a you know lesbian fetish or whatever. But it really did not feel like that to me at all.
1: No, it it really didn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as other female characters in the story, there's not too much of anybody that shows up too much. There's Needy's mom, Amy Sedaris, who is yep. kind of barely there, and
1: definitely an underutilized Amy Sedaris if yeah. she
0: were too useful i don't think that it it, it would have a positive effect on the, the movie at all it would
1: have been you know? too easy to almost make her like amy poehler's character in mean girls you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's that's what i was thinking is is you know that i think that's the best case scenario at that point is you know she is useless and toxic in her own way
1: it's actually kind of amazes me that amy sedaris wasn't in mean girls it, it yeah. is actually. Like, Startling. doesn't it just be Doesn't it just kind of feel like Amy Sedaris should have been there in like some role like as one of the teachers or something?
0: She's in the background. <laughs> yeah. Surely she's in, in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then uh, there's Chip's sister Camille, who is fantastic, as we said. A very under- She is equalized. amazing. Give her a spinoff.
2: I agree. Um, there's a, there's a scene with her that I forgot to mention where the mom just tells her to sit like a lady, and she kind of goes, Ugh, and I love it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, th- I feel like the first scene she's in, she's like loudly banging on a piano in the background or something like that. and Yes, um, she is. Yeah, she's she's just, she she's having a great time. I, I think really the only question that we haven't directly addressed here is, is the uh, LGBT issues question, which I feel like we've been sort of addressing the whole time. <laughs> under, this under movie... the next, for This one I just have, I mean, dot, dot, dot.
2: This movie said "gay cannibal rights," and I don't think we should forget that. The only real problem I have this movie this
1: movie movie said this movie said "eat boys and kiss girls." It
2: did. (laughs) It really did.
0: I feel like the only real problem I have with this movie, as far as the like queer relationship, is that like there's the scene where Chip dies, and then she's like, Needy's like, "Well, my girlfriend killed my hetero life mate," so. I have to kill her now, I guess.
2: Look, sometimes you're so in the closet about your love for your cannibal girlfriend that you stab her with a box cutter. It happens.
0: (laughs) Young love. It it feels like like maybe it's just about her honor. (laughs) She just,
2: Yeah, I really, it was like, Chip was irrelevant. It could have been a fight they had over a dress that she didn't return. Like, (laughs) Like, you stole something that was mine. We have to have it out now. You know, the fact that it was a boy, Irrelevant.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. said, so Chip is oh, things about Needy and Jennifer.
2: <laughs> Which didn't feel like a flaw in the movie. It felt appropriate. No,
1: no that felt like it would have been like, because I feel like making Chip a human being that I cared about, if anything, it would have like detracted from the focus on Needy and Jennifer's like relationship. I agree. Uh, I, uh, this is
0: maybe not an area that I uh, am qualified to speak in, but I feel like Chip feels really like the uh, the you know the boyfriend you have because you're supposed to have a boyfriend right. before you he realize is, that you actually want to have
1: a girlfriend. Once she he reads the, the document on uh, compulsive heterosexuality a yeah. lot he's, of things are gonna start making sense for Navy.
2: Honestly. Like, he's fine. He's the <laughs> sure. boyfriend in Canada except that he actually exists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's the personification
0: of the boyfriend in Canada. Like to the point that he's literally a drummer like that is only his
3: only like look,
0: qualification is given it this, really, but he
1: never drums. It yeah. really does look like being the beard is the closest he'll get to facial hair.
2: <laughs> Aww. Aww. Poor, wow, I can't believe you made me feel sorry for Chip for a second there. <laughs> I
0: mean, Chip could have had a very happy life with uh, with baby Chris Pratt somewhere.
2: Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>. oh no! <laughs> two of them could, he, could he have though?
0: Would you Would you recommend that people watch this?
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh, for
1: sure.
2: Do it this moment. Yes. Like this <laughs> yeah. is this is
1: now like going on my list of like annual Halloween movie watching.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's fantastic. the The politics are a little mixed, but the uh, the movie is great, and it does some some really cool uh, things with you know undermining horror tropes and, and doing something different. I do agree with uh, with with one of our responses on the hot takes, which was like, yeah, I'd really like to see like more of this universe and more of this world and yeah. a slightly longer development of this story where uh, it's clear what the fuck is going on in any of <laughs> if,
2: it. If people yeah. want that, I did want to bring this up. If people want that and like to read um, the book, My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendricks is very much Jennifer's body. Uh, and to the point when I was watching this movie, and I was like, "Hey," <laughs> but also, it is a very good and well-explored version of this story.
0: I, I think that's a good, uh, maybe a good place to end. Is you you have you know that recommendation, Ben? Do you have any recommendations for people that enjoy Jennifer's Body, other than all of 2000's emo? <laughs>
1: um, you know, in general, I think it kind of fits nicely in kind of that canon of like slightly uh, like you know that kind of hot uh hot, hot fuzz uh Shaun of the dead style where yeah. it's like it's got like a lot of comedy but still got some like really legit horror moments in there yeah
0: yeah absolutely i think uh you know Sean of the dead and, and hopefully soon we'll be talking about uh anna and the apocalypse which fits kind of nicely in there as well um i think uh you mentioned the the descent earlier which was going to be my uh I sort of pick for if, if people like things that are sort of actively undermining horror movies in ways that are kind of surprisingly mm-hmm. feminist. Like uh, The Descent is is a good one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and if you want to uh, see more of Adam Brody doing cult shit, Ready or Not.
0: <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say. I was going
1: to say if you want to see more of Adam Brody doing cult shit, watch Shazam.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, and, and ready, or, ready or Not is on uh, HBO Max right now. Um, no,
2: that's why I've been bringing it up. I watched it tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, both both that one and Invisible Man which uh whew, that's a that's a movie.
2: Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet.
0: Yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Like that is a movie that needs like eight or nine trigger warnings because it is about like uh super controlling boyfriends and stalking and um Takes it to just this horror movie extreme, um, yeah. But it is maybe the part Elizabeth Moss Elizabeth Moss was born to play of like yeah. possibly being haunted by her evil, theoretically dead ex boyfriend who is you know <laughs> trying to control her. Um, it is the most artful use of like long shots of empty rooms <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> Because, okay. like, it's just, like, this long, like, both in her case and as a as a viewer, you're like, is there something there? Is there something moving? Did something just move the curtain? I feel like something is moving. It could be that I'm just looking at an empty room and I'm a complete fucking idiot. But I feel I like it. they're doing
2: something. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, again, of course, we... Uh, we love Jennifer's body. Check it out. Uh, obviously, you know, grain of salt with the, the couple of things that uh, were, were problems about it. But uh, we look forward to seeing you again here next time. Ben and Chris, did you guys want to let people know where they could find you
1: online? Yeah, uh, you can uh, mostly find me on Twitter I'm at BenTheCon. And, uh, you know, and my next uh, comic is going to be Renegade Rule with Rachel Silverstein and Sam Beck. Uh, out from Dark Horse Comics, uh, spring 2021.
2: And you can find me also mostly on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche. And you can check out my podcast on Batman, uh, The Gotham Outsiders, everywhere you get podcasts.
0: Yay. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, J-R-O-M-E five eight. It's J-R-O-M-E 58. Uh, I'm also at JeremyWhitley.com, which I almost never actually update. Um, you can pick up my, my comics uh, Princeless, Raven the Pirate Princess, uh, Marvel Unstoppable Wasp. Right now I've got uh, issues of My Little Pony coming out. Um, and uh, then I've got a couple of more things announced coming up in the near future, including uh, very soon our spooky Marvel action comic, which is uh, Marvel Action Chillers, uh, which I guess it's more of a spooky uh, by our own qualifications. Um, but if you like you know stories that have Captain America as a werewolf it's going to be right up your
1: alley I am a little disappointed we're never going to get to see Chris Evans as werewolf Cap
3: (laughs) never Never say say never never.
1: (laughs) there's always that Marvel What If series there is thank you everybody for joining us
0: and we'll see you here next time Horrified is created and produced by Jeremy Whitley. This episode is written by Jeremy Whitley, Chris Carey, and Ben Kahn. All opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own, and not intended to represent the intent or opinion of the filmmakers or any of the commentators' publishers or employers. Our theme music is Epic Darkness by Mario Cole 06 and was downloaded royalty-free from Pixabay. If you want to sponsor Progressively Horrified, please contact Jeremy Whitley on Twitter at jrome58 or via his website at jeremywhitley.com.